Hello there. I'm Satwik. Welcome back to Polity Play. It's been a really good while and the response has been overwhelming after 3 episodes. So thank you guys, but this is just the beginning. We need a lot of listeners. And there is one really important message which I, which I would like to tell you all is given the fact that we are having really time constraints and boring the audience is not a motive of this podcast and the main idea of this podcast is to get the knowledge about the actual happenings of the world to everyone so i would like to take a small uh, break to increase the frequency that is i'm planning to release one episode per week instead of one episode per day because uh, it is a too it's too tedious and it takes time and yeah if this given the fact that our audience has to listen to everything and all the episodes have not been heard by my entire audience of 40 to 50 people so yeah i'll be increasing my frequency to one episode per week and that is every thursday or every friday you will get an episode from polity play so yeah from now this is the decree we'll stick to it and remaining all is marketing which you my dear audience has to do it and i'm looking for the same yes today's topic very interesting and uh, the most undiscussed topic of this 21st century it's a really undiscussed one for some reason it's called the arctic zone or the militarization of the arctic who's is arctic who owns the arctic why the arctic that's the that's the question and me as an international politics um enthusiast or call myself would like to solve this quandary we all know that the arctic apart from the antarctic is that one particular zone on earth which has not been charted completely which hasn't been explored completely we very well don't know the dynamics of the arctic neither do we know the geography of it we just know the 1% or we just know the tip of the iceberg but now all of a sudden this 14.5 million square kilometer piece of land which is almost the size of antarctica to be honest is now under the eyes of all major powers of this current world regime which in itself is a very confusing yet a matter of major concern come on the arctic has been inhabited by us humans since around 20000 years and it has been a really peaceful zone but now i don't know why it's coming under such scrutiny and i don't want to know about it but given the fact that we need to know the little world politics going behind it for the scrutiny so yeah let's know why it is happening at the end to hypothetical statements but for a really good cause yes let's go since the advent of the 21st century there have been too many technological upgrades you have telef- you have the satellite you have scanning devices now you mix both you make a satellite sc- a scanning satellite and increase its range and lo you can see anything on the on the globe yes and this is what has happened few scans in around 2006 or 2007 had proven that the arctic had a lot of natural resources like oil co- hydrocarbons gold diamond worth trillions of dollars and if they have been if they are ex- extricated or extracted from underneath the earth this trillion dollars worth of arctic resource is enough to even uplift an economy like nigeria or any such poor country in africa or as such why not trillions of dollars when you get it by just extracting a natural resource now we know that in current geoscience and planetary evolution there is no other source of extraction of oil from anywhere except earth surface or crust 
some major regions of oil are africa and asian junctures of course in asia it's called the middle east and the northern frigid tundra where the only dominating power is of course the russian federation now it's not dominating anymore but let's call it like that we all know what a natural resource if it's very valuable to the uh, to the planet as such and what it has done when oil was first found in middle east initially with the increase of oil uh, the need of oil and when oil was being extracted from middle east and being sent and the money which the middle east countries were getting was uncomparable the roads the high skyscrapers those rich cars gold plated ships and all that is basically oil money just imagine one natural resource gave them so much of infrastructure so much of so much of money that they are living such such glamour glamorous lives and imagine if every country had such a such a resource what would be the economic worth of it now it is very reputable that russia is projected from the eyes of the united states of course as a rogue nation with an anarch- anarchistic head of state and it had sanctions placed on it and due to which they had to struggle to look for means now and then and but then there were the united Na- soviet and socialist republic and now it's only the russian federation due to which they had economic struggles but now it doesn't look like that given the fact that since the 2000s there's been increase in climate change there is also rising global temperatures and sea levels increasing and what not but one important aspect of this so called climate change is the melting of the ice sheet and since we know that ice sheets are really thick to to dig to dig and when ice sheets are on other ice sheets they become even more difficult to to even cut through forget even digging so now due to such unprecedented melting there there are many new geographical areas coming up and one of them is incidentally the arctic filled with a bounty of natural resources the notable argument in international studies comes comes here as climate change is melting ice shelves of course of the arctic why not leverage those natural resources to increase the stature of their nations and this silent yet brewing idea was just the calm before the storm i'll give you some numbers geographical surveys of the arctic had proven that at least 22% of the world's oil is in the arctic stretch almost 420 ba- billion barrels of oil and given that before this pandemic each oil barrel was around 60 us dollars just multiply this with the number of barrels you have around 24 trillion dollars and that too it's almost only an estimate we don't know really how much amount of oil or natural resources are there and this is without the hydrocarbons the diamond and the gold imagine only with oil you have 24 trillion dollars is enough money to lift all one almost all 196 nations of the world to another different level provided if they leverage properly and this 24 trillion dollars does not include the you know the inflation rate the oil bond ratios and all that economic stuff and if they are included this amount becomes almost four to five times more just imagine quadrillion dollars of money can wipe out public debts of any nation can inc- can bring new infrastructure new technology and what not with such a m- amount of money sitting in one part of the globe and now bec- uh, now the ice sheet over that part is melting so continuously why wouldn't any country want it so much of treasure so much of money happily happily you can raise your own gdp with 24 trillion dollars why won't a country a country leverage it but 
because of this there is a lot of enmity between the regions uh, bordering the arctic the us is not supposed to border it but since it has occupied alaska or bought alaska from the terms so yeah us also is somehow involved in this arctic quandary but since then since world war 2 we have this amazing institution called the united nations for some reason so the united nations sensed this problem and as such they set up the uncls the united nations convention on the law of the sea i had spoken about this in the previous episode and this has been this is also you know uh, it is also has a thing here too in the first meeting of uncls there were four conventions out of which two are really important convention on the territorial sea and contiguous zone and the convention of the continental shelf these two are really landmark treaties and were considered in keeping in mind the bordering states of the arctic and there are some countries which are doing absurd claims of the entire arctic just on the basis that a con- continental shelf which nobody has been ever able to map and this is basically an obscene claim i'll give you an example related to arctic itself when these before these two conventions came into effect countries like denmark finland and now russia began claiming parts of the so called ridge called the lomonosov ridge yes the name is huge it doesn't make sense but just remember it it's called the lomonosov ridge and because of russia's military might it started claiming the entire ridge and said oh look since this ridge is mine and it goes to the arctic that arctic also is mine which is utter nonsense for some reason and out of this ridge some of them are claimed by denmark and finland too but this was before the convention after the convention it has changed a lot with russia even planting a titanium flag under the arctic utter nonsense please but this was under check when usa had a statesman not a businessman as mr trump and because they had statesmen like bush obama russia was silent russia didn't russia couldn't do anything but now this so called donald trump came into the white house he is pulling out money pulling out troops not giving a damn about what happens anywhere or the repercussions if the usa pulls out any of its military might and now sensing this russia has become a freshly invigorated nation and is as hostile as she was during the cold war with a reeling usa no superpower left to at least administer the required antidote alcohol against the russian federation russia is effectively using this time which is the darkest time darkest diplomatic time of the american nation hence that they, they are militarizing the zone by sending their troops they're putting up their bases they're drilling the arctic of course the russian part of it because they are, they cannot go ahead and they also have been able to place a titanium flag as i specified before under the arctic and as part of an peaceful expedition wow how inspiring to place and place your own flag under under the arctic definitely not cool so they have 40 icebreakers and they're not making a single move it means they are pointing towards something they have been trying to induce inferiority amongst the so called nations from because of their military industrial complex because the us is silent and the remaining nations like denmark finland and sweden they have they don't have that technology neither the money to build up their militaries the nordic nations and other nations which are bordering the arctic are effectively silenced because russia has been moving in a single of those 40 icebreakers towards the arctic but is this from the world point of view since i am an indian i'll think for india what what does india have to do in this situation it's been known that india has long depended on middle eastern crude to fulfill our own energy needs and of course on coal 
but the coal is ours now but this supply looks under danger because the middle east has been ridden with so many conflicts just imagine three failed states syria yemen and iraq and it's with such proxy wars going on between iran and saudi arabia and there is continuous fighting in the persian gulf and the islet gulf and what not the major uh, major sea sea uh, routes for for i think one third of the economy of the maritime world just imagine oil going through it and it has really good repercussions if there is any damage whatsoever on the indian economy hence it became clear that the indian nation had to search for an alternative resource or an alternative source of oil but we cannot tell our middle eastern friends of the same so we are doing it secretly and since inception of india there was only one friend who has come in times of need that is the russian federation india has long depended on russia for technically all of its needs let it be military let it be strategic let it be natural resource anything it's always been towards russia even our ballistic missile is made by made with russia so we have a really close friendship with russia and given this instability in the middle east as a whole i think india has decided to shift to its old friend and long lasting ally which is the russian federation hence the desperate wooing of the kremlin by the new, by new delhi a lot of reports had convoluted when when prime minister narendra modi of india had visited russia he introduced a line of credit worth 1 billion dollars to the president of russia vladimir putin to develop the far east of russia i quote the far east this is however a farce this is not true this this is a cover up there i i argue like this why provide a nation with subsequently enough forex reserves to develop a region to newer heights they have enough for they have more forex reserves than us and they can develop a region whenever they want to but they are not doing it and why should we provide 1 1 billion us dollars to them i don't think it definitely is for development and if you see in the russian constitution there is this great ministry called the far e for ministry of development of far east and arctic i stress on and arctic it's a clear sign that we as the indian nation are looking to leverage the current position of russia for our own oil ring in the russian nation because russia is trying to claim the arctic and with so many oil reserves under the arctic and if one day I, you can even expect russia to set up an oil rig in the arctic we are trying to increase our relation with russia and set up our own oil pipeline all the way from the arctic to india it's a really smart move just imagine the transit fees for such an oil pipeline are very very limited and almost zero because russian and indian indian borders are connected through tajikistan and tajikistan has one indian air force station which is the farkhor air air air, air station and since we pay so much rent to them to maintain farkhor air station it can be counted under in tajikistan will be lobbied to allow that oil pipeline directly from russia to india it is a really smart move by the indian government of course by the mea and we must appreciate our indian government but again if you want to ask me from an international point of view i'll say that arctic in theory belongs to no one but if we want to enforce that we need a united global response just like the antarctic which is not claimed by anyone but is meant only for research purposes we must have a global mechanism for arctic too we need to ensure that since there are so many species and so there are so many ice sheets which are melting we need to make sure that we reduce it and once we are able to reduce such 
such environmental melting and such uh, such environmental degradation automatically this militarization and building of military bases threatening countries by using your military might and whatsoever it reduces on its own and we must make sure that once it happens we don't exploit its resources but we exploit the knowledge we receive from it and make sure that no country has any authority on the arctic i hope you like the discussion guys it's it's a 16 minute discussion lot of information in it my analysis of why india is wooing the russian federation and as i announced earlier i'll be releasing one episode per week and not one episode per day because again i don't want to bore my audience let them hear all the four episodes and let them enjoy it yes why not you guys have to enjoy it so yes i'll finish with this i'll sign off this is satvik from politiplay hope you enjoy it stay home stay safe excelsior